And was it about this time that you were contacted by uh, Mandy Bartel on Facebook Messenger about the job? Well, yeah, I got through the, the problem with the stem cell, or with the, uh, the pick line infection. I uh, got out of the uh, rehab on December 18th, uh, and then I got notified. Then when I heard, when Sue told me she was going to retire, I told Human Resources right away I was going to add up there and get going because I've got serious medical treatment. I need to get somebody done and hired before I'm out of here. Uh, and so it didn't happen for a couple of days, so I finally put a Facebook post out saying, hey, there's an opening here if anybody that wants to work as a municipal court for uh, uh, Fox Crossing. And then uh, I think the day of or the day after that, I got a Facebook message from Mandy Bartelt saying that she was interested. I'm actually going to jump back here for a minute. Um, you have been in private practice um, up until 2015, right? Well, I've been on, on uh, uh, my first thing out of law school was four years as a, plus as a JAG officer at Fort Knox, Kentucky. I stayed in the reserves, but from the time I left active duty at Fort Knox, I had been in private practice. I've been 1982 to the present, except for periods of time when I was mobilized for contingency operations three times. Do you recall having a Sarah Christensen as an assistant? Um, I do. Okay. And do you recall having to let her go at some point? Um, I do. And what was the issue that you had to let her go? The problem was, I think it was 1989, we had at that time an associate attorney, Harriet Papard. She had court on the, the Monday after Thanksgiving. I had uh, a jury trial here in Winnebago County that day, uh, and the other, we had a second secretary named Ruth, but she got called for jury duty in uh, Outagamie County, so there was no one there to answer the phone, and in the legal business, especially criminal and, and traffic, uh, the day after an extended weekend is usually a day of high phone volume, so we needed somebody there to answer the phone, or we would have uh, clients that would call us, not be there, and go somewhere else. Um, so because of that fact, you ended up letting her go? Well, yeah, she told me that she was going to take that Monday off because it was uh, going to be, uh, we call it a floating holiday, that state employees at the time, I said, no, this isn't going to work. This is an extremely important day. We lose a lot of business if nobody answers the phone. And she just stayed up north uh, with her boyfriend. Okay. Do you recall going by her house to leave a note to her? At some point, you know, we did. I mean, I finished my trial, came back to the office, and within a couple of days, she was terminated. And I believe I stopped once at her home on, on uh, upper apartment on Sherry Street on the way home, uh, where I lived near Fritzy Park in uh, Box Crossing. That was it. One letter just saying, I think offering a return to work, perhaps. I, I don't remember what the content of the letter was. Now, let's jump back to 2000. Sixteen, you eventually did make a decision along with Fox Crossing to hire Mandy Bartelt for the position of human resource director. Or, I'm sorry, uh, municipal court clerk. Yes, I did. Thank you. Um, and during the time that you were leading up to the interview, did you guys talk on Facebook? Oh, we did. There were a bunch of Facebook conversations. She gave me a little bit of her her background. I had seen her work in the Allegheny County. Uh, courthouse, as she appeared to be uh, very professional, efficient. I, I would notice a tan on her every time she went somewhere for vacation. I, I called it a south of the border, Mandy Martell tan. Okay. Uh, so, you know, we were, we conversed with each other.
Um, you would talk about running with her? Yes. Um, do you recall um, you were in the hospital in approximately August of 2016. What, what happened with that? Um, I, so I did, yeah, I did the, uh, all 30 days and the doctor let me go to the uh, Alexian Village uh, apartment that was reserved for uh, bone marrow transplant patients. And so I did 30 days there and then I went back to work. Well, I t sometimes when I was at Alexian Village, I would sneak back and do court dates because I, you know, the voters didn't elect me to be a couch potato. Uh, I'm the village municipal judge, not the village couch potato. Um, so I would go back, I would sneak out, I went to court several times rather than have the village pay for a substitute judge. Okay. And when you were out, you would send messages to Mandy, let you know things were going on, communicate with her, check in? Uh, correct. We were on in communication monthly, and I was doing some you know, work that didn't require me to be in court, like uh, signing documents and stuff and setting it back on my computer. Look over that and just, when you have a minute, tell me if you're familiar with what that is. <laughs> I'm sure that's some Facebook messages between uh, Mandy Bartelt and me during August of 2016. That was, was a time when I had a, a second pick line infection. It was, I had gotten it, I just noticed it when I was on a routine visit to Freighter, and I didn't, didn't go, did not go home that day, or for the next three weeks. Could you, could you read to the jury, looks like the, the first message is from Mandy at the top, um, and, and read through... Read through these messages explaining who's talking when. Sure. This is Mandy. This is a picture of a cat with a rifle. Uh, so that is Bucky or Rascal, some emoticons. They better take care, good care of you down there, or else, bah, and then some more emoticons. And then I responded, attachment unavailable. I'm not sure what happened. But then the next part from Mandy Bartell, still on, this is on. Uh, August 10th, 2016. I hope your day is going well. I am so used to hearing from you, work or fun, and I haven't heard from you since this morning. So I'm having a glass of wine to cheers you for the best. I know it sounds funny, dot, 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 but I'm used to hearing for you during the day, so just concerned, dot, dot, dot. Would you tell me, Mandy Fido, dot, and I will as soon as I hear how you're doing, exclamation point. And then on the next page, with Mandy again. Uh, correct. There's a picture of uh, a glass of wine. And then below the glass of wine, uh, it says, I know you wouldn't want me crying. You would want me to be strong, dot, dot, dot. But I have been off and on all day, concerned since I hadn't heard from you, dot, dot, dot. You have become my buddy. Okay. I know you're my boss, and I respect that dot, 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 but you are my friend, please keep me posted, Judge K, okay, chat with you soon, Judge K. Um, that's an that's image of the Lindstrom bracelet. And then you reply to her saying that image? Yes. And what do you reply? Please read the rest of it to the jury. So happy to hear from you. I'm sorry, you are replying right about that. Oh, my reply. Okay. Thanks. Your loyalty and dedication is heartwarming. And then this is Ms. Bartelt's reply. Yeah, Ms. Bartelt's reply was, so happy to hear from you. 
exclamation point. I was really worried. Uh, some dots there. I said, I called my sister on my way home from the gym and gave her a good cry because she knows how much I talk about you and your family and how things are going for you. She said, Amanda, be calm. Things will be good. I always trust her, dot, dot, dot. She works at Data Clark, and she said, one step at a time, he always has been good. Don't be nervous. Now, do you recall, um, you at this time, the time period where you were on a sort of probation down in Milwaukee, you couldn't go within 45 minutes of freighter? Well, probation goes to the hospital, not by the Department of Corrections, yes. <laughs> Um, and so why were you allowed to go more than 45 minutes away? Uh, their, their, their theory was they expected complications that they were going to occur, um, would occur within the first 30 days. So you had to be able to get down to them to do it because they knew that what was going on. Some emergency room somewhere else might not. Uh, the home route transplant is a very complicated uh, and expensive proposition. So did you at some point though, go away to do the Brett Younger race? Yes, I did. And explain to me what, what happened with that. Oh, sure. I went, uh, I was on Saturday. I, Friday night, I uh, escaped from Alexian Village, uh, went, went home, and then uh, went to the, the race that morning at Appleton North High School. Um, were you able to finish the race? Oh, yes. And did you have any problems afterwards, though? Afterwards, for some reason, I felt faint or something. I mean, uh, you know, after, after that 30 days of inactivity in the hospital, even though I've been working out at Alexian. Uh, I still had some problems. Okay. Um, and did somebody take you home after that race? Uh, yes, I wanted to go home, but uh, Lisa Malone insisted that she drive me, so I acquiesced. Okay. And did you see Miss uh, Mandy at the end of the race? Uh, yes, I saw Mandy and Doug, and also were two children, uh, Mason and Maxwell. Okay. And who else was there at the end of the race? Also, uh, Karen and Courtney. And what, and, were they, yeah. what were they doing when you crossed the finish line? They were cheering for me. Around September of this time, you were um, going to be returning from the hospital and you were planning a party for that? Yeah, I actually got out of the hospital, I think, August 15th or something. Three weeks for that second pit line infection. And we had talked on uh, Facebook Messenger about having a Judge K returns to Fox Crossing type party. So. Uh, one night after court, as you know, I thought of where to have it. I know holidays is where a lot of uh, village, you know, the parties are held. So I said, Mandy, you know, after we're done with court, I would go over to Mandy's holidays, look it out, at least have one wine and go home. And that's what we did. We looked over at holidays, we decided, you know, which room was going to work, because I had been there before to case the place out. But I wanted her opinion also. So we looked at whether we're in a whole room or which room to, to rent. So, yes. Because you actually talked about uh, planning that party on Facebook best July while you were in the hospital. Correct, I did. Okay. Um, and then you ended up um, having that party a few days later? Uh, yes, it was the weekend of the Fox City's Marathon. So uh, we had a gathering the Friday uh, before, and my daughter was there and flew in from uh, Georgia along with a friend of hers who was also going to run the marathon. Uh, and uh, Doug and Mandy and I were at the uh, at the holidays. I paid for it all just to check the place out and you know reacquaint each other with each other. And it just seemed like a fun time to have. Okay. Um, tell me what where the term the happy place came from. That came from Mandy Bartell. Um, she had explained to me numerous times, uh, primarily during the Judge K challenge runs, you know how 
miserable she was in Allegheny County, she described her supervisor, Ms. Bostic, as you know, calling her to the office and screaming at her and that she left the office in Allegheny County crying. Uh, and I said, no, I'm not going to scream at you. We're not going to do that. And we also gone through other stuff. Some judges were known to do that I wasn't going to do. I wasn't going to uh, have her do any private legal work. I wasn't going to do personal errands for me and stuff like that. I said, we're going to have fun, clean operation, and this will be a happy place. So you said during a Judge K challenge run, what is a Judge K challenge run? This was also one of Mandy's ideas, and it's, it's kind of weird because I know the military has, you know, running uh, as, as sometimes a, a morale thing where you got PT in the morning and you run for two miles with somebody talking about it. Mandy came up with this. Uh, you know, it's about right up my alley. Uh, so I said, sure, what time? You know, do it 4.30. Uh, so I'll show you some routes around the village, and I'll, uh, I'll show up and we'll run. Uh, so we had four of those. Uh, the first run was just Mandy and me. Uh, the second run, it was Mandy and uh, her sister, uh, Molly McKenna. Uh, and that was, that was just us. And then the third time, it was Mandy and... Uh, uh, a, a, a judicial assistant from Montgomery County, um, Ms. Meitner. And the last time it was Mandy and me alone. Thank you. Um, and approximately when was this? this was in what year? Sure. This was uh, sometime in shortly after Labor Day. It was the first run uh, in September of 2000. 16. Okay. Now, in December of 2016, um, did you um, have a Christmas gift exchange with Mandy? We did. And can you tell me about how that went? Sure. We had that, uh, as has been previously testified, at Cafe Nutrition in uh, Fox Crossing. It's about three-fourths of a mile south of the municipal building. And uh, first it was going to be just Mandy and me, because I had explained the previous uh, procedures with Sue Hermes was we just had a gift exchange the last night of court, and that was it. Mandy said, oh, let's do some more, more than that. So the first she proposed having lunch somewhere, I said, well, how about cafe nutrition, because we're both into healthy food. Uh, and then she said, finally said, you know, about, uh, you know, should we have our spouses there? You know, Doug can make it, because he works right across the street uh, at uh, Neuroscience. And I said, sure, and I'll, I'll somehow I'll, I'll drag Barb there. So we made it all four. And so we met, instead of having it at the end of court, which is also on the 15th of December, okay. uh, we had her at Cafe Nutrition. And she ended up giving you a gift, a shadow box, that's it? She did. Okay. And was the box completed? It was not. And, and she wondered, you know, I guess she was worried because she didn't. She wanted to put some of my uh, running medals in it. And I had running medals at the uh, municipal court office. From Every time you finish a, a race, most of the time they give you these medals. So that's something around your neck as soon as you finish the race. And she didn't know she could go into my stuff and look for it. You know, after we were done, it was for sure you could. But it was incomplete. Uh, and also, as of the 15th, I was I was not feeling good. I mean, I had uh, uh, my right hip had been a problem for the preceding you know, month and a half and was going to be replaced. And I we had tried to stop what called a chronic graft with disease, disease, uh, GVHD. We had tried to stop that, the doctors and I, uh, with, uh, with medication rather than having to get hospitalization. Um, but it didn't work. Uh, and Kyle kicked it worse. So basically what happens is that the, uh, 
stem cells from the donor, who was a medic in uh, Pennsylvania, about 22 years old. After about six or seven months, and this happens all the time, after six or seven months, they decided to attack my UDI system. And they did, and basically shut it down. If I could interject here. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So the night of December 15, 2016, you had court that night? We did. Okay. And was there anything significant about Mandy's behavior that night? Well, yes. I got there about 5.30. When I got there, Mandy was crying. And I thought, this is weird. Um, why are you crying? And she said, you know, you don't know about by something about I didn't appreciate her gift or did you like my gift or something like that. And I was feeling bad. I mean, uh, I wasn't showing a heck of a lot of enthusiasm or emotion at the, uh, the cafe nutrition uh, lunch that we had, but I thought, you no, know, isn't thank you. I think we had hugs there and stuff. But anyway, she was feeling really bad, and for the first time, I think the only time during our uh, her employment, I actually initiated physical contact with her and hugged her. But you know, this is the 21st century. You be real careful about doing stuff like that. Okay. Um, and then later that night, did you get sick? Yes, I did. At, at, at the municipal building. And you had to go to the hospital from there? You might, yeah, but, you know, it was an emergency, not an emergency situation, but, uh, you know, food was not being absorbed, no calories, no vitamins, uh, and sometimes it wasn't even going down. Well, in February of 2017 when you returned? Yeah, February 1st. Okay. Um, do you recall a time in February when you brushed snow off several people's cars? Um, yes, I, you know, I... I'm summer retired, I don't have to be at the office all day or court all day like you do. And there was snow and I had some time, and I'm only three miles away from the municipal building where I live. So there was snow, I was going to stop down there at the municipal building anyway. So I went down there, I talked to Mandy about something, I left the building about 4.20. Everybody gets out at 4.30, I had the snow brush. So I just, I brushed the snow off of Mandy's car, because I know she wanted to kind of rush to get to experience gym or she works out or, or home where she has some equipment. And I brushed a few other people's cars off, uh, George Dearborn, the community, de community development director, and a few others, just to be a nice guy. Okay. And she, and yeah. Did anybody respond to you doing that? Well, yes. Uh, Mandy put a post on Facebook about uh, what a nice guy it was. I have a boss that will actually brush the snow off my car. Uh, I was flattered. Okay. I'm going to show you what's been marked exhibit. I'm looking at page 56. This is an exchange on Facebook Messenger between you and Mandy in March of 2017. Um, so that would be one month before you receive an email saying, we don't want to talk to you because you don't want to talk. Um, it's a limited non-work conversations. Um, can you tell me, when you review the area between the two post-its there, what those posts are about? Do you recall what that's about? Sure. Mandy had a situation, and Doug had a situation where they're... Uh, Youngest child, Maxwell, was in a daycare center, and the daycare center personnel, somebody there, uh, had uh, abused him physically or, or mentally or done something. Um, and Mandy came to the uh, office because we had court that night, kind of all crying and upset and wanted to know what to do about it. And I said, you know, asking, said, I said I'm asking your advice as a lawyer. Um, and I, I, you know, I one thing to do with limited time, I didn't know. I said, you sent out an order, first of all, to the daycare center, uh, that you know, preservation request, they not destroy their videotapes, which she said they had. Uh, and that was kind of, I left it, but I, you know, I was concerned about it. And I couldn't sleep that night, sleep at night. So I did some work on my, my laptop, some legal research, just the administrative procedures for disciplining uh, 
daycare centers, and I just kind of sent it to where I said, I didn't think, from what the information you told me, I didn't think this was a case they'd probably call criminal uh, and take up that way with the sheriff's department, but there was stuff that could be done to the uh, uh, daycare center administratively. If you could just read then the part between the two uh, posts there. Sure. Judge Kane, you rock. Day has been extending to the day of hell. Instead of the beach, we're in Minneapolis now, leaving soon. Beach at almost sundown leaves Manny Bartell one less day of tan. We will read up on your email. And again, Judge K, you rock. Uh, if you could, just again, your, what your statement was right before that. Well, my statement right before that was I sent you and Doug a detailed email on some of the pertinent law on the situation with Max with some links. This is March of 2017. Let's jump ahead. About this time, did you put a post up about her being on vacation? Well, yes. You know, while she was gone, I she's with Doug. This is her vacation away from the boss. I don't want to ruin that. Uh, and it's before she left, she said, you know, this is Doug and me. The kids are going to stay with Grandma and Grandpa. Uh, Strobel. Uh, I said, that's cool. It sounds to me like you know, second honeymoon when you got five and a seven-year-old and you're off alone in Florida or something. Uh, so I considered it to be a second honeymoon. Maybe it technically wasn't. She never used the term. I'm just going to use that term. Okay. Uh, and so did, at some point you now explained, oh. I guess explain what, on Facebook there's uh, your page, correct? Correct. And other people have pages. Correct. And you, people can post on pages? It's a friend's, if, if uh, you set the settings that a friend can post on your page, yes. Okay. So when you put something on Facebook, was it a post you put up or was it another post? Can you explain the drill? Sure. What I, did, what I did was I was just checking Mandy's Facebook page every now and then to see if she was having fun in Florida. She might post a picture or something. I didn't know if she would or not. But when, I think toward the end of her, uh, her vacation, I saw somebody else that I didn't even know, it must have been a friend of hers, post something like, Mandy, we haven't heard from you, uh, are you okay, da-da-da-da-da, uh, something like that. And I saw that, well, I said, well, Mandy's okay, and I don't know what the problem is here, but uh, I thought, well, I, at least I don't know Mandy's okay as far as we know. I could, you know, Mandy's on a second honeymoon in an undisclosed location now. She had been telling people where this was, but I didn't want to tell her, tell this person who it was, other Mandy do that. And, of course, in retrospect, maybe I shouldn't have just done anything at all, but that's what I did. In your Facebook feed, um, I guess describe, what's your news feed on Facebook? What does that mean? Well, news feed, yes. You get one of these, you have your own, you got smartphones. Uh, what happened was there are certain sorts of things that will happen that uh, will pop up in front of you to get your attention. Uh, that they're important, and you know, Facebook has certain, they call them the logarithms. I'm not sure how to spell that. But a lot they said that based on your preferences and things like that, certain things will pop up. Uh, uh, one of those things, you know, sometimes messages that you get from somebody will pop up, uh, or friend requests. Sometimes if you're near somebody, uh, and it's an unusual occurrence, Something will pop up saying blank, you know, is nearby, is in, you know, a nearby friend. So that would be on the, uh, show up on the feed on the phone. And can you tell, there, there was a couple people you would see show up on your feed as being nearby on a regular basis? Sure. I mean, besides somebody involved in this case, I would uh, frequently see 
uh, Attorney Gert Pitch, who lives about three miles from me in Fox Crossing, I uh, would see. Um, when I come down to Oshkosh for court, I see uh, Attorney Matt Golden, whose office is about four blocks from here. I don't come down here to that office, so it's an unusual occurrence. And Facebook picks it up saying, you know, Matt Golden is nearby. Uh, also, uh, there is the city attorney uh, in Nina is a Facebook friend, and he and his wife like to walk down uh, the Lake Street Trail for exercise and recreation, especially in the summer. Uh, and sometimes they bring their phone with them, apparently, or one of them, does, he does. Uh, and I live about 100 yards off of the Fox, uh, Fox tra uh, the Lake Street Trail. So if he'd walk there, I, I had him show up a couple times in my Facebook feed and say, Jim, Jim got loose, he's nearby. So it wasn't uh, terribly an you know, unknown occurrence. Okay. And of course, then there's somebody involved in this case. You probably get to that. At one point, did, uh, you were friends with Mandy's mother, Barb Strobel? That, that is correct. Um, that started, how did it start? Sure. That started, uh, they said a very nice new thing to be that is called to me. Uh, when I was at, at Freighter uh, in late January 2017, saying a prayer was going to be said for me at the Immaculate Conception. Uh, and, uh, and that's that's the Immaculate Conception in uh, Washington, D.C. And I wanted to thank them because I believe in thanking people that do nice things for you off as you can. I didn't have any paper. I didn't have uh, my wallet. My wife kept that. <laughs> Stay in the hospital. I had no way to communicate a thank you to her in a prompt manner. So I think I communicated with Mandy about that. I said, you know, is there some way to get a hold of your mom so I can send her a quick Facebook message or email or something, you know, thanking him for that in Vina. So she said, well, my mom's on Facebook and you can friend her. Uh, I'm going to show you what's been marked as Exhibit DD. Um, do you recognize what this is? Yes, this is a printout of all the Facebook conversations between me and Barbara Strobel, S-T-R-O-B-E-L, who is uh, Mandy Bartelt's mother. And could you read um, those posts, telling the dates of those sure. posts first? January 20th, uh, 2017, Barb and Mark, thanks for the card and the praise. Okay, and then the next one is in... Go ahead and read that. Sure. Next one's April 3rd of 2017. Barb, I don't know if Mandy told you, but your name pops up as nearby when I get near Singer or Richfield on the way to Freighter, parentheses, today again, close parentheses, period. Thanks again for the prayers. God has been answering them stronger every day and then some emoticons with uh, big biceps. I'm going to ask to move exhibit DD into evidence and then call this to the jury. No objection. Your DD is received to the something under 9106. Maybe published. And folks, if you could let us know by reading your eyebrows and objections to the viewers. Thank you.
Well, in April 2018, you received an email from Ms. Bartelt that she wanted to limit the non-work conversation we had, correct? I did. And what did you think the reason for that was? I wasn't sure. I mean, she talked about keeping things more work-related because of the uh, paperless project, which is a number of different modernization projects that she spearheaded uh, at my authorization. But I, I didn't think I, that my emails or anything that I was sending to her at the office or calling or being there was so frequent that it was interfering with her productivity. But you know, I took her for her face value of what the, the email said, and I went and talked to her a few days later to see what, what was really going on, because I was a little concerned it might there might be more to it okay. than I just was there. So then, in, in June of 2017, uh, there was law enforcement there when you got the courthouse. Tell me how that made you feel. I was totally unexpected. At, uh, I went to, uh, it was a you know, our Thursday nights and we have court uh, at 6 o'clock in Fox Crossing. I got there at about 5.30. Um, there had been no communication between me and, and Ms. Bartelt that whole week because this was after she had gone to Sturgill uh, just before Memorial Day. So I got there June 1st and I, all of a sudden I get in there there's, there's two police officers that are uh, by the judicial chambers and they're, they're trying, to be not, well, trying to be nonchalant but they're talking to Mandy about their personal stuff. You know, family, kids, stuff like that. I did want to try to talk to Mandy at some point about, you know, is there anything about what uh, she had, had gone on before, um, back just before Memorial Day, that would have talked to it. It wasn't, you know, couldn't well, be we're coming back to you. So the cops were there. Surprised by that. Now, at some point in June, you become aware that Mandy doesn't want to talk to you outside of work, correct? Yes. Maybe June, July, in that time frame. Yes. And there was, yeah. First of all, the first problem was it appeared she just wanted to be concentrated, the non non talk outside of work, in the workplace. And there were, it was okay on, for stuff that there was, you know, important to um, do personal emails or personal or Facebook messages that were out of court, which explains the stuff when I'm talking about parties. But after that, yes. Okay. And so then, after that point, your goal in having meetings with her was that you felt like your office couldn't function without having at least basic human communication. Correct. I mean, uh, you know, it's nice to have someone that does an excellent job on the tasks of a court clerk, and the tasks of a court clerk were uh, described by Ms. Bartelt in her, her testimony, you know, getting properly accounting for the money, setting out the forfeitures, deciding on collection actions with state debt collection, uh, getting the citations from the police department, setting up the uh, agenda for courts, uh, open records requests, uh, other things that come into the court. But in addition to being able to perform the mechanical tasks, you know, being a municipal court clerk is not like being an assembly line worker at Plexus or uh, Oshkosh Defense. Um, you know, you're also sort of the alter ego of the judge, just like a judicial assistant for a circuit court judge. Uh, and I thought some kind of rapport, we can't, you know, and, and defining what's work and not work, you know, can be real difficult. I mean, usually I throw stuff in, in you know, more kind of, kind of work communications like, hope you have a good weekend or, you know, get a good workout, stuff like that. And so you mix personal and business all the time. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
Um, but the administration got involved. Do you think they started to help the situation or hurt it? Well, the mediation and what uh, Lisa Malone did that caused the, uh, the May 3rd understanding that's in evidence, I thought it was great. Uh, I thought this would solve it, you know. Uh, certainly, Mandy doesn't want to be a close friend anymore. That's, that's her prerogative. I think we need some low level of personal uh, relationship you know, just to make the make it go. Because, I mean, there's two things. This is something I learned in the Army and our leadership style. You need to know your people. Okay. Now, um, just to jump back, you would communicate with Mandy outside work. She actually sent you more information about the job than Sue Harmus had when she was there. Kept you more updated? Oh, definitely, yes. Uh, one thing I, you know, Sue would, when uh, Mandy took over, there were a number, first thing I did was, just before I left for Freighter, uh, I told Mandy, as soon as Sue's out of here, you go over to finance and tell them what they want to fix up with cash management, uh, because there's been an audit, and you know, for several years she's been telling us to approve it, so I think she, and she did that, like, probably one of her first days there, so she didn't have to relearn systems. Uh, so, yeah, we communicated, and we had basically, you know, my plan was, you know, Sue during her last couple of years was, you know, did the work necessary. She was a good, a good friend, uh, but I knew we needed modernization, and she was not real enthusiastic about doing it when she's close to retirement. So we worked on, my, you know, my, the office was improved in many ways uh, with uh, Ms. my approval and discussing it with uh, Ms. Bartell. Okay, so now I'm going to take a little jump here because things didn't seem to settle down over the next couple months. Correct? Absolutely. Um, it continued to be an issue where there was continued involuntary monitoring of the courthouse or of your interactions with Ms. Bartell. Yes. Um, now, in December, uh, you made an effort to try to fix this situation, correct? Well, yes. I mean, I, there was just no communication. I had no idea what was going on through her head, you know, this whole period, basically. Uh, it was just show up. She wasn't going to talk to me. She was usually out in the court courtroom was she's got a link that she can operate everything in her computer in the office in the courtroom and it was good uh, that came in I think in August or something of uh, 2016 so yeah there was really no communication uh, so I had no idea what this was doing to her or if there was any problems I didn't hear uh, about a lot of things and then on the, uh, the 7th of December during the court the court night uh, she was out there, that is, uh, Mandy was out there, and uh, Lisa Malone took me aside and told me, you know, we've got to look at what's going on here on the human side, you know, this is really taking a toll on, uh, on Mandy, that she's uh, crying and talking about disputes, arguments with her husband, and, and other things, and I was, you know, I was kind of, I wasn't totally surprised, but I, I thought, I didn't know this stuff was going on, it sounds as bad. Uh, from what you're telling me, you know, as bad as it was with uh, Barb Bosick. Okay, so you started trying to do nice things for that month? I decided to have what I called a charm offensive. And I just looked for many things as I could do to show that I still cared about her in spite of everything. And when somebody has a boss they think cares about them, they'll, they'll perform better and they'll feel better. Uh, so I, I uh, a number of things I did. First of all, I think one day it had snowed again. Um, during the day, and people's cars were full of snow on them. So I went over to the uh, municipal building about about 4.20 or so, just before people left, and got my snow brush out and brushed off Manny's car and then a few other people's cars, at least some of and I think George Dearborn's and a few others. 
You were aware that this type of man was upset, correct? Oh, yes. But what in your mind is to be serious emotional distress? What does that mean to you? You know, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I've been in your shoes and tried a couple of stalking cases also. Uh, it would be, uh, you know, repeated crying, perhaps other kinds of chronic things like, uh, uh, I think what she suffered with, Barb Bosick might have qualified with hair, hair coming out. And, um, but during the time that you interacted with her, you didn't ever see her to be suffering what you thought to be serious emotional distress. No, I saw her, you know, upset. Uh, no, no, just wanted to try to avoid me. Um, so I, I didn't really see, you know, I didn't see any crying. That's what I would have been looking for the most, and I didn't, I didn't see it. And nobody told me about it until uh, Lisa Malone did on uh, the seventh of seventh uh, uh, of December. And you know, nobody told me. I didn't know Doug Bartel had been visiting her. Nobody told me about that either, even though she's my employee and she knows what's going on. No one told me about that until I read it. Uh, and the criminal complaint for this case. Thank you. I have no further questions. Could you would describe what the average week uh, in your job as the municipal court judge looked like when Sue Hermes was employed? When Sue Hermes was employed, I was working on a full-time basis by law practice. So typically, I would uh, go to the municipal court building uh, for court appearances only at occasionally a few other times. Now, sometimes I would other, have other business like there by buying tags for my cats and I'd see it then. I wasn't doing that often, that's correct. So primarily it was court nights and that was about it? Yes. Okay. Is it your position today that this all started based on a misunderstanding on how Facebook nearby friends works? I think that was a major factor. I mean, we had the thing with the, uh, the Facebook post that I made that I probably shouldn't have, although there wasn't any intention to do anything. I didn't see how anybody could uh, question the stability of somebody's marriage based upon on that post, although Mandy testified they did. So the misunderstanding regarding the, uh, this, yeah, regarding the alleged uh, following or tracking of uh, Bart Strobel, I think it's definitely the linchpin that knocked all this off. And uh, you did attempt on more than one occasion to educate Mandy on how that, that app or the, how that function worked? Is that yes, accurate? I did. Okay. Yes, I did. Um, but despite that, you were aware that she continued to, in your, in your opinion, misunderstand how this works? I either misunderstand or didn't want to understand. I don't know what it was. Can you see how someone who might misunderstand this would be, for lack of better words, creeped out by that? Oh, someone that, that misunderstand it and you know, didn't explain it. And someone that you had a good personal rapport with and trusted you getting freaked out, I, that I could. In April of 2017, you asked to take pictures of, of Mandy on behalf of your daughter? Yes, my daughter. I think she either called or emailed me. She wanted pictures of me back on, back on the bench after having been in the hospital for the GVHD. But you asked to take pictures of Mandy? Well, the pictures were going to be court pictures, and she was going to be part of them because we're simulating court during a non-court time, uh, and Mandy would, you know, would be there. Or she might be the person taking pictures of me as a judge. Uh, I wasn't specific on that, but that's basically what I envisioned. And uh, 
Did you also admit that you asked her to take pictures uh, on behalf of two local friends? Uh, yes. One one day in April, I was uh, on my daily run on uh, Silver Spring Road, and uh, uh, Gerald Voigt was in his car and, and stopped by, and he stopped it and said, hey, uh, you know, can we come to your court uh, next time you have a court and take some pictures? Because there are people that have done a lot of photography for uh, Fox Crossing and different types of projects. So I, I brought that up, I asked her, and then uh, she just said, fine, but tell them not to take pictures of me. It's true, too, that you did take pictures of the courtroom on your own. Is that accurate? Not the courtroom, no. I did take some pictures of the inside of the court uh, for purposes of, of litigation to show how the layout was of the different things. And Mandy I, was in those pictures? In one, in, in, in one of them, yes. It was a picture of her from the back. I was in the room before court, and they, they I think they knew I was taking pictures, and I was taking, taking a few. Now, you talked a little bit about going to the meeting with uh, Ms. Bartelt and Ms. Malone in May, early May, is that right? Yes. Okay. And uh, there were ground rules put in place uh, as far as the boss-employee relationship going forward. Is that an accurate statement? Yes. And you agreed to those uh, conditions, right? Yes. And Mandy agreed to them as well, right? Yes. They were jointly collaborated on. Is that accurate? Yes. Okay. Um, the next week or soon after, is it an accurate statement to say that you came in on multiple occasions to uh, watch Mandy do her job? The only occasion I remember that particular week, because I looked over my professional calendar, it was called CLIO, C-L-I-O, uh, was that uh, on Wednesday, May 10th, uh, I had a wedding at 1 o'clock. Uh, so I would have gotten there about 12.45, um, put my robe on, looked over the script again, and went out to the courtroom to the wedding, and then came back, put my robe back, and I had an appointment at Gusman Honda for uh, routine maintenance on my car, and I had about half an hour or so at the, at the most, you know, I stayed there. I always, always believed I should watch some of her customer service or daily routines so I understand how it worked. Because I'm supposed to evaluate her performance to give her feedback and stuff, and if I don't know what she does, I can't really do that. So, yeah, I, I was there uh, for some period of time after the wedding, but before I left for Gusman Honda. And the other days, no, I don't recall going there other than me tenth that on at least that occasion then, uh, you sat and, and stared at Mandy. I don't know if I stared. I don't think I stared at her. I mean, I was looking at her occasionally. I was there. I brought some reading material along to kill the time until uh, there might be a, somebody there paying their forfeiture or asking advice or something so I'd see how Mandy handled it uh, or playing on my, checking my Facebook status. So, I mean, I looked at her from time to time. would be from the back. I, I don't know if she could have seen me staring at her from the back, but uh, occasionally I look at her, sure. Is it true that you made meowing noises during this time? I did. Okay. Would it be accurate to say that in one of your court filings in, in uh, the matter of the, the Judicial Commission, you stated you were using a, a toy cat to meow once or twice at a child at the service window? Yes, I did. I said that. I, I fought it over more as to what really happened. That was probably, it might not have happened that way. I had a, I did have a cat toy in the municipal uh, court office, and I wasn't really made aware specifically of 
what the accusation was regarding a tent until I got the Judicial Commission letter, I think, around July 24th. So then, is it also true that in your original answer to that, you indicated that it was a toy cat making the meowing noise? Yes. And is it true that in that particular filing of yours, you omitted any portion of a small child being present? Yes. And then is it also true that in a subsequent document, you changed your answer to claiming that it was either a cat toy or your mouth that made the noise on the date in question? That's true. Is that kind of trying to put the events together that I didn't know were any, any significance that decided it. And frankly, in terms of being, uh, Mandy Bartell being annoyed, it probably didn't matter whether it was a cat or me. Did Mandy unfriend you on Facebook? Yes. Do you know when that happened? Uh, it would have happened the May 24th, just before, the Friday before Memorial Day, uh, the same day that she went to uh, the gesture zone. Mr. Kaczynski, do you think of yourself as pretty Facebook savvy? Yes, not an expert, but experienced user, yes. Sure. Now, when someone unfriends you on Facebook, what kind of notification do you get? None. So how did you find out that Mandy had unfriended you? Well, I, you know, I've been informed that, that conversation with Sturgill and Macy, um, and I wanted to just check out if she was making any comments on her or something. So I checked you know, on, on her Facebook page, and I discovered I had been blocked or unfriended. How did that make you feel? Uh, um, now, let's jump back to 2016. You eventually did make a decision along with Fox Crossing to hire Mandy Bartelt for the position of Human Resource Director, or, I'm sorry, uh, Municipal Court Clerk? Yes, I did. Thank you. Um, and during the time that you were leading up to the interview, did you guys talk on Facebook? Oh, we did. There were a bunch of folks. Facebook conversation. She gave me a little bit of her, her background. I had seen her work in the Allegheny County uh, courthouse, as she appeared to be um, very professional and efficient. I, I would notice a tan on her every time she went somewhere for vacation. I called it a south of the border, maybe Martell tan. Okay. So, you know, we were, we conversed with each other. Um, you would talk about running with her? Yes. Um, Do you recall um, you were in the hospital in approximately August of 2016? What what happened with that? Uh, I so I did yeah, I did the uh, about 30 days and the doctor let me go to the uh, Lexian Village apartment that was reserved for uh, bone marrow transplant patients and so I did 30 days there and then I went back to work. Well, I sometimes when I was at Lexian Village I would sneak back and do court dates because I you know the voters didn't elect me to be a couch potato. Uh, I'm the village municipal judge, not the village college potato. Um, so I would go back, I would sneak out, I went to court several times rather than have the village pay for a substitute judge. Okay. And when you were out, you would send messages to Mandy and let you know things were going on, communicate with her, check in? Uh, correct. We were on in communication monthly, and I was doing some you know, work that didn't require me to be in court, like uh, signing documents and stuff and sending them back on my computer. Um, could you look over that and just... I mean, you haven't been to tell me if you're familiar with what that is. <coughs> oh, sure, that's some Facebook message just between uh, Mandy Bartelt and me during August of 2016. That was, was a time 
when I had a, a second pick line infection. It was, I had gotten it, I just noticed it when I was on a routine visit to Freighter, and I didn't, didn't go, did not go home that day, or for the next three weeks. Could you, could you read to the jury, looks like the, the first message is from Manny at the top, um, and, and read through... Read through these messages explaining who's talking when. Sure. This is Mandy. This is a picture of a cat with a rifle. Uh, so that is Bucky or Rascal, some emoticons. They better take care, good care of you down there, or else, bah, and then some more emoticons. And then I responded, attachment unavailable. I'm not sure what happened. But then the next part from Mandy Bartell, still on, this is on. Uh, August 10th, 2016. I hope your day is going well. I am so used to hearing from you, work or fun, and I haven't heard from you since this morning. So I'm having a glass of wine to cheers you for the best. I know it sounds funny, dot, 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 but I'm used to hearing for you during the day, so just concerned, dot, dot, dot. Would you tell me, Mandy Fido, dot, and I will as soon as I hear how you're doing, exclamation point. And then on the next page, there's Mandy again. Uh, correct. There's a picture of uh, a glass of wine. And then below the glass of wine, uh, it says, I know you wouldn't want me crying. You would want me to be strong, dot, dot, dot. But I have been off and on all day, concerned since I hadn't heard from you, dot, dot, dot. You have become my buddy. Okay. I know you're my boss, and I respect that dot, 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 but you are my friend, please keep me posted, Judge K, okay, chat with you soon, Judge K. Around September this time, you were um, going to be returning from the hospital, and you were planning a party for that? Yeah, I actually got out of the hospital, I think, August 15th or something, like three weeks for that second pick line infection, and we had talked on uh, Facebook Messenger about having a Judge K returns to Fox Crossing type party. So uh, one night after court, I, you know, I thought of where to have it. I know holidays is where a lot of uh, village you know, the parties are held. So I said, Mandy, after we're done with court, why don't we go over to Mandy holidays, look it out, at least have one wine and go home. And that's what we did. We looked over at holidays, we decided you know, which room was going to work, because I'd been there before to just case the place out. But I wanted her opinion also. So we looked at whether it a whole room or which room to, to rent, so yes. Because you actually talked about uh, planning that party on Facebook best while you were in the hospital. Correct, I did. Okay. Um, and then you ended up um, having that party a few days later? Uh, yes, it was the weekend of the Box Cities Marathon. So uh, we had a gathering the Friday uh, before, and my daughter was there and flew in from uh, Georgia along with a friend of hers who was also going to run the marathon. Uh, and uh, Doug and Mandy and I were at the uh, at the holidays. I paid for it all just to check the place out and you know reacquaint each other with each other. And it just seemed like a fun time to have. Okay. Um, tell me what where the term the happy place came from. That came from Mandy Bartelt. Uh, she had explained to me numerous times, uh, primarily during the Judge Case challenge runs, you know how miserable she was in Outagamie County. She described her supervisor, Ms. Bosick, as you know, calling her to the office and screaming at her and that she left the office in Outagamie County crying. 
And I said, no, I'm not going to scream at you. We're not going to do that. And we also gone through other stuff. Some judges were known to do that I wasn't going to do. I wasn't going to uh, have her do any private legal work. I wasn't going to do personal errands for me and stuff like that. I said, we're going to have a fun, clean operation, and this will, this will be your happy place. So you said during a Judge K. Challenger. What is a Judge K. Challenger? This was also one of Mandy's ideas, and it's, it's kind of weird because I know the military has, you know, running uh, as, as sometimes a, a morale thing where you got PT in the morning and you run for two miles with somebody and talk about it. Mandy came up with this, and, you know, so I was right up my alley. Uh, so I said, sure, what time, you know, do 4.30, uh, let me show, show you some routes around the village, and I'll, uh, I'll show up and we'll ride it. Uh, so we had four of those. In June of... 2018, when uh, this Mandy asked you how your day's going? Yes. Um, um, can you tell me what, at this time, the, you were still not supposed to be having non-work conversations, correct? That's right. This was after the, uh, uh, here, the amended order that was entered by uh, Judge Stengel, which is a, a de novo review of uh, Court Commissioner Krieger's. Uh, and he said, you know, the other order was kind of vague. He just said, the written order just said no uh, harassing contact, and I don't know that's that. I, I mean, I have a general idea, but it's going be kind of fuzzy. But this one pretty specifically said in writing, you know, no, uh, con no, no communication unless it's strictly necessary for the purposes of uh, running municipal court. And I, I interpreted that to mean, you know, that means no more of this hi, how you doing sort of thing. That's kind of like a no-no, it's a personal conversation. And she walks into the court after this, you know, I was in the courtroom, or in the court building, and uh, in the office for purposes, I think, of a wedding or something. Uh, so she knew I was coming. Um, I came in there for a wedding, nobody was in the office. I, you know, so I picked up the wedding script and I was getting ready to do the wedding. She comes waltzing in, um, and then she says, how's it going, Judge, something like that. And I just go, what the heck is this? I said, you know, this is, this is like an attempt to entrap me into violating it and getting myself arrested. Uh, I said, Manny, this is just not appropriate under the judge's order. And she just left. But it was just a friendly house going judge? But that's what it was, yes. It wasn't, you know, it didn't show any fear or anything. I'm going to jump ahead to June 29th. You put a, a poster or you had you set a poster in your desk a picture of Sturgill and then you placed up a poster on the wall of the um, personnel manual. What was your purpose in putting that up? Sure. Uh, what I was told during the course of those uh, unsuccessful negotiations was that the village was not going to admit or state in any way that this was not a sexual harassment complaint, uh, which I had said this is a you know I think I went to my wife uh, to have this. Uh, you know, because I'm, I'm loyal to her, uh, and I, so I thought, you know, Mandy Bartella and Sturgill were the sources of it, but I know Sturgill can't be talked into anything, but I thought maybe if, Bar if Mandy Bartell you know, realized what the definition is, or if she was reminded of what the definition was, it might affect her uh, position, maybe we could settle it and I could uh, resign with dignity. So I, had copies of Chapter 27 of the Personnel Manual, and I put a blue, uh, blue high, uh, yellow highlighter of the word "sexual" on on that uh, for copy of the uh, Personnel Manual chapter, and just posted it using uh, masking tape. 
And the second one, the one for Sturgill. Sturgill was just frustrating me. Um, he several times has said, I am just here, I'm going to help you. Uh, you, know, you, you know, just trying to help you, and I didn't believe it. Uh, so I, I thought of, you know, I, I thought of that phrase from uh, Ronald Reagan uh, from the government that uh, here to help you is one of the biggest lies ever told. You were aware during this time that Danny was upset, right? Oh, yes. But what in your mind is to be ex serious emotional distress? What does that mean to you? You know, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I've been in your shoes and tried a couple of stalking cases also. Uh, it would be, uh, you know, repeated crying, perhaps other kinds of chronic things like, uh, uh, I think what she suffered with, Barb Bosick might have qualified with hair, hair coming out. And, um, but during the time that you interacted with her, you didn't ever see her to be suffering what you thought to be serious emotional distress? No, I saw her, you know, upset. Uh, no, no, just wanted to try to avoid me. Uh, so I, I didn't really see, you know, I didn't see any crying. That's what I would have been looking for the most, and I didn't, I didn't see it. And nobody told me about it until uh, Lisa Malone did on uh, the 7th of, uh, uh, 7th of December. And, you know, nobody told me, I didn't know Doug Bartels had been visiting her. Nobody told me about that either, even though she's my employee. <laughs> and was going on. No one told me about that until I read it. Uh, and the criminal complaint for this case. Thank you. I have no further questions. Mr. Kaczynski, could you describe what the average week uh, in your job as the municipal court judge looked like when Sue Hermes was employed? When Sue Hermes was employed, I was working you know, on a full-time basis by law practice. So typically I would uh, go to the municipal court building uh, for court appearances only at Occasionally, it's a few other times. Sometimes I would have other business like they're like buying tags for my cats. I would see it then. I wasn't into that often. That's correct. So primarily, it was court nights, and that was about it. Yes. Okay. Is it your position today that? This all started based on a misunderstanding on how Facebook nearby friends works. I think that was a major factor. I mean, we had the thing with the, uh, the Facebook post that I made that I probably shouldn't have, although there wasn't any you know, intention to do anything. I, I didn't see how anybody could uh, question the stability of somebody's marriage based upon on that post, although Mandy testified they did. So the misunderstanding regarding the, uh, yeah, regarding the alleged uh, following or tracking of uh, Bart Strobel, I think it's definitely the linchpin that knocked all this off. And uh, you did attempt on more than one occasion to educate Mandy on how that, that app or the, how that function worked? Is that yes, accurate? I did. Okay. Yes, I did. Um, but despite that, you were aware that she continued to, in your, in your opinion, misunderstand how this works? Either misunderstand or didn't want to understand. I don't know what it was. Can you see how someone who might misunderstand this would be, for lack of better words, creeped out by that? Oh, someone that, that misunderstand it and you know, didn't explain it. If someone that you had a good personal rapport with and trusted you getting freaked out, I, that I couldn't see. Now, this is March of 2017. 
jump ahead. About this time, did you put a post up about her being on vacation? Well, yes. You know, while she was gone, I she's with Doug. This is her vacation away from the boss. I don't want to ruin that. Uh, and before she left, she said, you know, this is Doug and me. The kids are going to stay with Grandma and Grandpa. Uh, Strobel. Uh, I said, that's cool. It sounds to me like a second honeymoon when you got five and a seven-year-old and you're off alone in Florida or something. Uh, so I considered it to be a second honeymoon. Maybe it technically wasn't. But she never used the term. I just kind of used that term. Okay. Uh, and so did, at some point you uh, explained... Oh. I guess explain what... On Facebook there's uh, your page, correct? Correct. And other people have pages. Correct. And you... People can post on pages. It's a friend's, if, if uh, you set the settings that a friend can post on your page, yes. Okay. So when you put something on Facebook, was it a post you put up or was it on other posts? Can you explain the truth? Sure. What I, did, what I did was I was just checking Mandy's Facebook page every now and then to see if she was having fun in Florida. She might post a picture or something. I didn't know if she would or not. But one, I think toward the end of her, uh, her vacation, I saw somebody else that I didn't even know, it must have been a friend of hers, post something like, Manny, we haven't heard from you, uh, are you okay, da-da-da-da-da, uh, something like that. And I saw that, well, I said, well, Manny's okay, they don't, I don't know what the problem is here, but uh, I thought, well, at least I don't know Manny's okay, as far as we know. I think, you know, Manny's on a second honeymoon in an undisclosed location now. She had been telling people where this was, but I didn't want to tell her, tell this person who it was, other Manny do that. And, of course, in retrospect, maybe I shouldn't have just done anything at all, but that's what I did. Surprised by that, uh, at some point in June, you become aware that Manny doesn't want to talk to you outside of work, correct? Yes. Maybe June, July, in that time frame. Yes, and there was, yeah. First of all, for the first problem was it appeared she just wanted to be concentrated, the non non talk outside of work, in the workplace, and there were. It was okay um, for stuff that there was, you know, important to um, do personal emails or personal or Facebook messages that were out of court, which explains the stuff when I'm talking about parties. But after that, yes. Okay. And so then, after that point, your goal in having meetings with her was that you felt like your office couldn't function without having at least basic human communication. Correct. I mean. Uh, you know, it's nice to have someone that does an excellent job on the tasks of a court clerk, and the tasks of a court clerk were uh, described by Ms. Bartelt and her, her testimony, you know, getting properly accounting for the money, setting out the forfeitures, deciding on collection actions, the estate debt collection, uh, getting the citations from the police department, setting up the uh, agenda for courts, uh, open records requests, uh, other things that come into the court. but. In addition to being able to perform the mechanical tasks, you know, being a municipal court clerk is not like being an assembly line worker at Plexus or uh, Oshkosh Defense. Um, you know, you're also sort of the alter ego of the judge, just like a judicial assistant or a circuit court judge. Uh, and I thought some kind of rapport we can't, you know, and, and defining what's work and not work, you know, can be real difficult. I mean, usually I throw stuff in, in you know, more cognitive work. Communications like hope you have a good weekend or you know, you have good workouts, stuff like that. So you mix personal and business all the time. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that.
This is the defendant, Len Kaczynski, on the stand. We're continuing to watch some of his testimony. Today, a jury acquitted him of stalking his law clerk. We're going to continue to watch this testimony. Take a look. Here's Len Kaczynski on the stand in his own defense. When the administration got involved, do you think they started to help the situation? Or well, the mediation and what uh, Lisa Malone did that caused the, uh, the May 3rd understanding this in evidence, that's why it was great. Uh, I thought this would solve it, you know. Uh, certainly, Mandy doesn't want to be a close friend anymore. That's, that's her prerogative. I think we need some low-level of personal uh, relationship you know, just to make the make, make it go because, I mean, there's... It's this is something I've learned in the Army and our leadership style. You need to know your people. Okay. Now, um, just to jump back, you would communicate with Mandy outside work. She actually sent you more information about the job than Sue Hermes had when she was there. Kept you more updated? Oh, definitely, yes. Uh, one thing I would, you know, Sue would, when uh, Mandy took over, there were a number. First thing I did was, just before I left for Freighter, uh, I told Mandy, as soon as Sue's out of here, you go over to finance and tell them what they want to fix up with cash management uh, because there's been an audit and you know, for several years they've been telling us to improve him. So I think Nancy did that, but I probably one of her first days there. So we didn't have to relearn systems. Um, so yeah, we communicated and we had basically, you know, my plan was, you know, Sue during the last couple of years was, you know, did the work necessary, she was a good, a good friend. Uh, but I knew we needed modernization, and she was not real enthusiastic about doing it when she was close to retirement. So we worked on my, you know, my, the office was improved in many ways uh, with, uh, with my approval and discussing it with uh, Ms. Bertel. Okay, so now and I'm going to take a little jump here because things didn't seem to settle down over the next couple months, correct? Absolutely. Um, it continued to be an issue where there was continued involuntary monitoring in the courthouse of your interactions with Ms. Bartell? Yes. Um, now, in December, uh, you made an effort to try to fix this situation, correct? Well, yes. I mean, I, there was just no communication. I had no idea what was going on through her head, you know, this whole period, basically. Uh, it was just show up. She wasn't going to talk to me. She was usually out in the court courtroom, but she's got a link that she can... Um, but did the administration got involved? Do you think they started to help the situation? Or first? Well... The mediation and what uh, Lisa Malone did that caused the, uh, the May 3rd understanding this in evidence, I thought it was great. Uh, I thought this would solve it, you know. Uh, certainly, Mandy doesn't want to be a close friend anymore. That's, that's her prerogative. I think we need some low level of personal uh, relationship you know, just to make, the, make, make it go. Because, I mean, there's two things. This is something I've learned in the Army and our leadership style. You need to know your people. Okay. Now, um... Just to jump back, you would communicate with Mandy outside work. She actually sent you more information about the job than Sue Harmon's had when she was there. Kept you more updated? Oh, definitely, yes. Uh, one thing I would, you know, Sue would, when uh, Mandy took over, there were a number. First thing I did was, just before I left for Freighter, uh, I told Mandy, as soon as Sue's out of here, you go over to finance and tell them what they want to fix up with cash management uh, because there's been an audit and... For several years, she's been telling us to approve it. So I think she, and she did that. Like probably one of her first days there. So she didn't have to relearn systems. Um, so yeah, we communicated, and we had basically, you know, my plan was, you know, Sue during her last couple of years was, you know, did the work necessary. She was a good, a good friend. Uh, but I knew we needed modernization, and she was not real enthusiastic about doing it when she was close to retirement. 
So we worked on my, you know, my, the office was improved in many ways uh, with uh, Ms. my approval and discussing it with uh, Ms. Bartell. Okay, so now, and I'm going to take a little jump here because things didn't seem to settle down over the next couple months, correct? Absolutely. Um, it continued to be an issue where there was continued involuntary monitoring of the courthouse or of, of your interactions with Ms. Bartell. Yes. Um, now, in December, uh, you made an effort to try to fix this situation, correct? Well, yes. I mean, I, there was just no communication. I had no idea what was going on through her head, you know, this whole period, basically. Uh, it was just so up. She wasn't going to talk to me. She's usually out in the court courtroom with she's got a length that she can operate everything in her computer in the office in the courtroom. And it's good. Uh, that came in, I think, in August or something of uh, 2016. So, yeah, there was really no communication. Uh, so I had no idea what this was doing to her or if there was any problems. I didn't hear uh, about a lot of things. And then on the, I think the 7th of December during the court, the court night, uh, she was out there, that is, uh, Mandy was out there, and uh, Lisa Malone took me aside and told me, you know, we got to look at what's going on here, the human side, you know, this is really taking a toll on, uh, on Mandy that she's uh, crying and talking about disputes and arguments with her husband and, and other things. And I was, you know, I was kind of, I wasn't totally surprised, but I, I thought, I didn't know this stuff was going on. It sounds as bad uh, from what you're telling me, you know, as bad as it was with uh, Bart Bosick. Okay, so you started trying to do nice things for that month? I decided to have what I called a charm offensive. And I just looked for many things as I could do to show that I still cared about her in spite of everything. And when somebody has a boss they think cares about them, they'll, they'll perform better and they'll feel better. Uh, so I, I uh, had a number of things I did. First of all, I think one day it had snowed again um, during the day and people's cars were full of snow on them. So I went over the uh, municipal building about about 420 or so, which is before people left, got my snowbrush out and brushed off Manny's car and then a few other people's cars, at least some Malone's and I think George Dearborn's and a few others.